everybody. We're back. This is Emily McManus coming in from Nashville. Hello. Hello. This is Peyton calling in from LA. We're back. We're back. (laughs) P.S. We have no plan. This is our second episode back of season three. And I loved our episode last week. It was so good. And it was just such a good catch up. I felt. I agree. It was a very touchy feely one. Go take Mm -hmm. a listen. It was very much about our mindset, what we, what, you know, emotional health and how we kind of reconnect with ourselves during breaks. So I loved it too. It's always good to touch on that stuff. Always, always. Well, how are you today? I'm good. Um, I honestly have been feeling really sad and I, I laugh because, um, because it's not like I've no, I know this human personally, but Angus Cloud, who played Fezco on Euphoria, which as you know, is one of my favorite shows, passed away at 25 years old. And it's just like a sad, just weighs me down. It's just like, oh, you know, when someone visible who you've mm-hmm. seen and who you follow on social media and who you kind of were rooting for, you're Absolutely. sort of like, oh, this is... Heart. It's heart, heart wrenching. Yeah. And gut wrenching, especially the way it, it happens. I felt, I felt the same way when Kobe Bryant passed away. Oh that my gosh. One, yes. That one hit me incredibly hard, incredibly oh, yeah. hard. I think just all the circumstances, the family, like I, I felt like I was connected to them. Oh my gosh. For sure. That was a major one. I feel like mm-hmm. universally felt and and Angus, though he wasn't known worldwide, maybe, and, but he was sort of euphoria is mean, such a sensation. Yeah. That's a, that's a very popular show. And I mean, you, you watch it all the time, right? Is that one of your. Yeah, it's definitely top five. Top five. Um, and he was just, his dad had passed away the week before who he was super close with. And he had posted uh, this Instagram account or Instagram post and, um, a week mm-hmm. later he passed. So I just feel terrible for his mom, honestly, losing mm-hmm. both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a reminder. It's sort of like Mac Miller. If you remember Mac's yes. death, it was sudden and mental health related. And you just want to be like, Ugh, remember to check in on your friends and yeah, actually speaks to our episode, you know, one and season three and how we're working really hard to create healthy mindsets for ourselves because it's, it's the most important thing you can do. It, it absolutely is. And it's just, I feel like we're finally getting into the conversation over the last, I don't know, 10 years as a society, because beforehand it was always about physical health and success and the workplace and whatnot, but we're finally realizing that none of that can happen or matters if you are not taken care of and our minds are the engine of everything. And in some ways, I sometimes think back to COVID as maybe that was like a big moment for us all, like whatever higher power you to believe in to Mm -hmm. be like, it's about your mind people and your connection and yourself and your safety. And like, remember what's most important. Cause you're right. We were in this grind mode for so many years as a, as just a society. So anyways, that's been a little bit tough. But to end on a more positive note, I think I have loved the last two weeks being at home and yeah. I feel like I'm in my, my place and I'm just happy and I have fun things going on in the weekend, but I'm alone during the weeks, which is sort of my, my happy balance. That's perfect. I'm so glad because I know it was a lot of back and forth from New York 
And then were you visiting family as well? So now you're just like, you're home. You could take a beat and just settle in with Maisie. Yep, exactly. And that's nice. has a bit of a, a rough schedule right now, but um, we're working through and he's, he's, yeah, he's fine. He's actually like more stable now that he's a second year resident. Good. Um, so yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We had another monsoon today. We've had like the craziest storms this, this past week. Yes. Like crazy downpours. We were, we were downtown the other, um, day when when my brother was in town and the rain was, I mean, it really was disastrous. There was a huge concert at the stadium, George Strait, And then these storms happened and there were so many accidents, accidents that it shut down all of downtown and there were no Ubers. There was nothing. And so it was crazy. It was crazy. So it was very much the same type of rain today. Um, but it stopped and we're good to go. Like the, the little creeks have not overflown. So that's good, but crazy story. Freddie and I just got back from our walk and about halfway through this dog that I'd never seen before. So I think this family might've just moved into this house because the house was for sale, but this dog came over and attacked Fred. (gasps) And I know he just kept coming after him and after him. And I was, I was able to like, which I know this is what people say, don't do, but get in the middle of them. Cause I was just trying my best, but he kept coming over and biting Freddie. And it was so, I know it was so bad. And then neighbors heard it. So thankfully they ran out to help me and they were able to get the dog away. And apparently he's done it to others and Freddie's fine. He's fine. Like, thank goodness he has such a thick coat, but I walked away with a couple bite marks on my ass and God, I, I know. I know he was a big dog too. It's like, you see the like two teeth punctures, like right under my butt cheek. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. But are you okay? That, I'm this fine. Just happened? It just happened. I know. I know. So like I was in a tizzy just for a second, but I mean, I'm fine. We're both totally fine, but it was just kind of like alarming. Jarring. You don't, ex- yeah. yeah. Jarring. You don't expect for that to happen. And then I was just, I was just concerned because Freddie felt so nervous then. And it's, you know, it's a little, it's a little, um, hard. He was definitely on edge than the rest of the walk, but we might just, we might stay away from that hill for a little bit because I do feel like they were new and he was a pretty big dog. I think we got pretty lucky. Oh my gosh. That is terrifying. I'm so glad that you guys are okay. That is like one of my worst nightmares, but Maisie's also like eight pounds. Well, but then you also have to just like protect her even more. Yeah. But I, many years ago, I was at a friend. Oh man. It was at least 10 years ago. I was walking up to a friend's house on a sidewalk and this dog ran out of the garage and it got my leg and it chomped down and it pulled me down. And I mean, it was I mean, puncture, talk about puncture and bloody. I mean, it was awful, but now that this happened, I'm just thinking, I mean, I feel like I'm the girl that protects all the animals and I'm like, they're biting me. Honestly, like what the hell? I would be afraid of dogs after your experiences, even the way you're describing the way that this dog, this other dog attacked Freddie. You're not even villainizing this other dog. You're still like, I love all of them. Well, they're really lucky. They probably knew that this motherfucker wasn't going to get mad at them. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's, 
Oh, I know. God. No, it's not cool. It's not cool at all. Especially I did tell one of my neighbors cause they have a smaller dog and yeah. you, you gotta be on, you gotta watch out for that stuff. And if that dog's doing it to others, like it's just not cool. It's dangerous. They, he had an electric collar on, so it looked like he just didn't give a shit and he kept wa- running through it. So it's either you get a big fence or you yeah. don't let the dog out without a leash. That is wild. Um, wow. I'm very happy we both are okay. <laughs> What so this wasn't is wasn't a- expecting that for like a check-in. <laughs> no. Oh my God. That is just wild. Um, but I also wanted to ask you because I was noticing as you were telling your story, did you get a new tattoo? I did. Yes. I thought I saw that on social media. So yes. tell that story. What happened? And so what is Colin it? and I got it. We we've been each wanting a new tattoo. We have one that matches, and my sister and I have one that matches, but there's like, you know what? We don't have anything going on right now let's go get a tattoo. And (laughs) I love that. (laughs) He saw something on Instagram. So we both put it on our knuckle and it says dream until it's your reality. I don't know if you could see it a little bit. It's backwards, but that's so cool. I love it. So then we fist bumped and they were like matching. Oh my God. Did it hurt? I mean, it definitely hurt. I I get them so like long in between. I forget how it feels. So then when it does happen, I'm like, Oh, but it's, you know, like it was the tiny little words. So it, it didn't take, but I mean, probably less than 10 minutes. So it was fine, but it was just, it was a good reminder because calls businesses, you know, it was a dream and he's made it a reality. And with that becomes more, there come more dreams and you just have to keep going. And I feel the same way about what you and I are doing together and collectively. You just have to keep dreaming. Oh, that is amazing. I love that so much. And did I see that you were going to go see the Dixie Chicks and they canceled and that's why you got a tattoo? Now, listen, this (laughs) is more, this is more painful than the dog bite. (laughs) It really is. I mean, yes, No. we're walking out the door, walking out the door. And my friend texts me and she goes, chicks postponed M's. No. And I'm like, "What?" what? What? I don't, are you, what? Uh, yes, 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 yes. And it's like our favorite band. And we were so excited. My mom and brother were listening to it on the drive over to come and get me. And we were all like, we had our, I had my t-shirt on. It's a 20 year old t-shirt. I got it. My first Dixie Chicks concert. Oh my God. I know. So w- the tattoo, um, was helped to, t- it took the pain away. It helped. Yeah. <laughs> so we oh. just, we no. went down to Broadway anyway, and we just went to the bars and we had fun, but it Good. was major bummer. I mean, yeah, that's a huge bummer. Also, is it postponed like months later or when is it postponed to? It's postponed until September. So not months later, but we can't go, you know, it's, yeah. oh, I have a wedding. My mom won't be here. My brother's not going to come back. He was just here for a week, then a week at my dad's. So I hate it when they postpone instead of cancel because yeah. it just makes it harder to get a refund. But you know, I think it's going to be fine. But anyway, chicks, you really let me down. Yeah. So such a bummer. Also, aren't you coming to LA soon? Yes, ma'am. We fly in the night of the 18th and we'll be there until the night of the 21st. So exciting. So guess what, everybody, you're (laughs) going to get content from the two pod pals together. Finally. Oh my God. We might have to get our no plan tattoo. Oh my God. We have to get our no plan tattoo yes right we need to 
That okay, we, we promised it. We promised the first time that we finally get together, we have to do it. Oh my God. That would be amazing. Maybe Colin can tell us where to go in LA. Cause I have okay. no idea where you're supposed to, how to get, where to get tattoos. I'll ask him. We'll get it planned out. <laughs> okay. Yes, everyone stay wait. tuned. Stay tuned everybody. Yes. That was a, so sorry. Also everybody, that was a very long catch up on the day, but sometimes I like that, you know, this is where yeah. we're at. And that's what I kind of love about our podcast. There's like we said, we don't have a plan and sometimes we ramble, but pay, I think our best episodes are when we ramble. I agree. I agree. It's been our, it's been our MO the last few. And I think it's worked <laughs> for us. Structure has not been our, our friend. No, we're leaning no. into our artistic selves, but bringing it back to some structure. This episode, we're going to talk about some pop culture roundups because so much stuff has happened um, since we've taken a break. And then we're going to get into our fun topic of the day, which is giving no fucks. That's right. The art of giving no fucks, everybody. (laughs) Yay. Okay. So wait, no, please give a little prep. What is what, how did this spawn? I, you, to be honest with you, it just kind of popped in my head today. I think we always try and think of topics, but once again, it's like a topic the night before or like two hours before we're going to chat. And I, I don't know. It's something was just like, when I'm at work, we're kind of just like, I don't give a fuck. We're just going to go for it. And I think that there's some sort of an art to it. And Bingo, there was after I did some research and found like some really interesting logic behind it. And I think it's going to be, I don't know, I think it's going to be super cool to kind of just like unpack and also very helpful, not only for you and I, but for a lot of people. Oh my gosh. Yay. I can't wait. Okay. Well, first we'll just touch on some of these things because so much has been going on. So I jotted down some things. I'm sure you have some things in mind as well. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing that has been a shocker for me has been this Lizzo drama. I was just going to say that. Oh my God. So obviously it's a sensitive topic. So I pulled up a vulture article just to fill people in, in case you don't know what's going on. Lizzo's dancers have claimed that while on tour, Lizzo invited them to a nude performance club in Amsterdam, and they went out of fear of losing their jobs while there, the lawsuit claims that Lizzo began leading a chant to get a dancer to touch one of the performer's breasts um, named Mrs. Davis is the dancer. And she said three times loud enough for everyone to hear I'm good, like expressing her desire to not touch the performer. So it went on and on. Apparently they badgered them. Um, finally Lizzo got convinced them to engage with sexual misconduct, whatever at this, Mm. at this nude bar. So there's a whole lawsuit and they're suing Lizzo, the dance company and the choreographer. Right. And it's not just oh, that it's, wow. it's also like, um, the attitudes and, and I heard like, um, or I was reading about, oh, dance captain, not the choreographer, the dance captain okay. I was reading about like body shaming and like, which is so wild. Cause it's goes completely against her whole public persona. hundred percent. So it's very, very interesting. That's what's happening. And I feel like we don't really have a place to comment. It's more just like news update because Mm -hmm. this is the accusation, which are really disturbing. Right. You know, Lizzo has responded and been like, these are absurd, but we don't know. All I have to say is that these are disturbing things to hear. Agreed. Agreed. And 
uh, like you said, I don't think that we can comment on it yet because it is so fresh. I think this was today. Is that right? Or last night that this came out? I think it was this week, but I think today she responded and it's three dancers that have filed against her. I know. You know what, man, and this is about this, but any, any scandal or whatever, the statements that the artists, actors, whatever put out are so to me, bullshit because they're the exact same wording every single time. And it's like, I have the deepest respect for my job and my employees. It's my, you know, my number one priority to keep them safe. I would never do this. I stand up for all women rights or whatever. And it's like, yes, that's great to say, but you know what? I, it's, it's the same every damn time. And Mm -hmm. I mean, use your own words. I think we would all be more forgiving or whatever. If you just said it in your own words. I, I agree. It. I agree. I, I think it. it's like a really, I think when lawsuits come in, it's just like a sensitive, you don't, you don't want to get yourself in more trouble. Yeah. You know, you probably have to have teams of people helping you with responses on social media, but I totally agree with you. I think it's a whole strange thing. And I remember another pop culture thing was the, um, a few weeks ago, what, why am I forgetting Jonah Hill and his ex-girlfriend? Yeah. I have some opinions on that. I would love to hear your opinions because I similarly think what this got me thinking like public, public, um, what's it called? Shaming or no, it's like the public court. It's like the, the, right. It's the general public Mm -hmm. court. And then there's the law. There's like the actual court and and kind of both. You toggle it. Yeah. And they're not always the same. And I think the public court is like, you're guilty until proven innocent. And then the court of law, it's your, your innocent innocent until proven guilty is how I see it all. But I want to hear your, your take. Well, first I follow this account house and habit. I don't know if you've heard of her, Jessica Reed Krause. She's incredible. Um, and she has, she's just very, very good. She, I, I think a lot of people discovered her during the whole Johnny Depp trial and she's just very factual, very factual, but she also, you know, she admits it. She loves gossip. She loves celebrity and everything. So she, she puts juicy bits into there, but she's very matter of fact. And I completely agreed with her on this whole Jonah Hill thing. I feel like he, I don't feel like he is what this girl is painting him out to be. I think the text that she showed, maybe he, I do think that he was territorial and like overbearing with saying that she couldn't hang out with guys or anything like that. But to me, it didn't sound like abusive or a sexual predator or anything like that. No, it definitely didn't seem like a sexual predator to me at all. I think what was the most interesting thing for me of this whole thing was, by the way, it was a pro surfer. She's his ex-girlfriend and has been his ex-girlfriend for a very long time. Yes. And he just, I'm sorry, he just got married, had a baby. So it's a very opportunistic time for her to all of a sudden throw something out. She released all of these personal text messages online and people were sort of questioning like what her motive was in doing that. And she was like, I just want to warn people. And that's just sort of a strange statement. But what I found interesting in there was his, how he villainized therapy terms. And Mm. that to me really bothered me 
like regardless of who was right and wrong in the situation, it's all, it's always so hard to tell. It's like, you never get both sides. It's like, I, no. I don't know. But based on the information, like he would say things like, these are my boundaries and list a bunch, bunch of shit she wasn't able to do. So my problem with that was like a boundary is what people do to you. You can't set boundaries on other people, right? Like that's not a boundary. That's telling someone how to operate. A rule. That's a rule. Yeah. So if you're like, I don't want to wear that, that's a boundary. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to post that. That's your boundary. But telling someone else what they can and can't post, that's not okay. You know, that's not a boundary. And I think I didn't appreciate his use of like therapy terms. And he had released that therapy documentary. So he was was sort of incredible. And so that's, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like he was a little icky in the way he was just using, he was trying to use his terms in a way that, that restricted her life. And that, that to me is a little psychological abusey. I'm like, okay, you're not actually able to do that. No. And I, I can see that point for sure. I think it's, I think the whole thing is icky. I'm not excusing any of like the behavior or the relationship or any of the wordage that was used. But what I feel is gross as well is that she just decided to put all of this out there. And it's, I, I don't, I don't think he is a, a bad guy. I don't think he's abusive. I agree with you that the, the way that he handled that is, I, I guess I'm contradicting myself because that is emotionally abusive, but I don't know. I just don't, I don't agree with like the villainization of him. Yeah. Maybe it's a, I get that. I understand. I think it's, I, I, yeah, I think it's such a complex thing. It's like there's certain things like this Lizzo drama where it's legal and sexual assault is at play. And like, this is something that's really tough. I think Mm -hmm. for some of these toxic relationship back and forth things, why air it out online? What is that truly teaching people? So that was my question to her. I'm like, if you were actually to dive deep and be like, this is helping someone. I get it, but I don't think you were, I think you were just trying to air out your dirty laundry and show what a toxic guy Jonah Hill was to you, which I'm like, he was, that's a totally toxic move. If any man told me what I could and couldn't post, what I could and couldn't wear calling me a slut for hanging out with boys, I'd be like, fuck you. Right. Like that is a gross toxic man, but that is a fuck that you would give. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to air it out at this time feels strategic and sort of, uh, I don't know if I get it, to be I honest. I guess that's my biggest problem with it, yeah. for sure. Because I'm not saying he didn't, he was not in the wrong at all. And she should yeah. not have had that happen to her either. But if that was happening to me, like from the get go, I'd be like, peace out. Right. I'm not dealing with this. If this is the way you are, absolutely not. Right. I completely agree. And of course, people stay in situations for different reasons. You know, there are so many factors that we don't know, but which is why we shouldn't even know this. It's exactly, exactly. We see one side of the story. Like you're saying one side and no matter who you get sources from, they're each going to be on either side. So you're automatically going to get a biased opinion. Yep. Agreed. So that's the complication with all of this. What else? What else has been going on? There's been some recent divorces. I don't know if you've seen those. I have seen those. Sophia Vergara. Yeah. That one really got me. That one really got me too. And I feel like I was shocked. 
I was shocked. Sofia Vergara and Joe Man Managaniello, something yeah, like Manginelli? that. Manginello? Manginello? They both um, have pretty like tough names. Yes, very traditional Latin names, I think. But I I was sad. They're both I was so sad hot. too. They're so hot. They're so hot. I did see like read a really funny meme though. It said, Did Joe leave Sophia because all she does is wear mermaid dresses? It was like <laughs> Well, yeah, on the red carpet, you only see her in mermaid dresses. That's so true. I love her and I love Modern Family. Oh my gosh, she's so funny. She is. She's just so beautiful. And they seemed like just such a good couple. Yeah, for sure. It just it just shows like things can end and it doesn't make them any less beautiful no. or special or their love any any less. It was just, it's time. And you um, never know what's what, what the behind the scenes looks like. Yeah. Ariana right? Grande as well. And oh. Dalton Gomez. And that is a scandal. I feel that it's- is a scandal because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they were both married. He just had a child recently, right? Not too long ago. Oh, Dalton Gomez was her husband. So they, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. I know what you're. So she got with a Broadway star, right? Yeah. That she is SpongeBob, <laughs> but they're in a, they're in a play together currently. Yeah, they're in a and, show together. Yeah, so they came out as an official couple, and it doesn't look good. It doesn't paint a good picture for either of them. And it's just a bummer when you see that kind of stuff because, I don't know, I just think it is, I don't want to say selfish because things do happen for a reason sometimes. Or like if you're if it's real love, like, Okay, whatever. Sometimes you have to go for it, but it's it does seem selfish and not cool. Not cool when there's like families involved. I know it just seems. I, I think about this so often. We brought this up before, but to be in the public eye and try to keep a private life seems near to impossible. So I, I agree. Am, I feel bad for. I don't know. I was even when I was writing these down, I was like, do we even share these divorce? Like, this is such no, a personal it. thing. I'm like, I don't, I wouldn't want someone. I know. I know. Random commenting on my life. So it's just like, who knows? But that's the, that's the news. That's, that's the, the news. report. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hunter Schaefer and Dominic Fike I saw as well. Who are Split they? Up from Euphoria. Gotcha. gotcha. Dominic Fike. I actually love him as an artist. He just released Sunburn, I think, is his new album. Is it Sunburn, Sunkissed? Oh my gosh, now I'm going to have to look. I'll have to look it up. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I love Dominic Fike. Yeah, Sunburn. Um, My favorite song on the album is Pasture Child or um, Dancing in the Courthouse. But I love the new, I love his new album. And he's he came out and shared how he was super high for most of euphoria. And it was just like in kind of a toxic way, I think. And oh, really? Yeah. How it was an unhealthy thing for him. And he started dating his co-star and then it all ended and Angus mm-hmm. recently passed. So it's just this euphoria family is, is hurting a bit. Oh, definitely. And I mean, it's a it's a very intense show to film, I'm sure, from like what the story I, I obviously I've said this before. I've not seen the show, but I know the gist of it and I've heard about it. And it's a right. it's a pretty intense show. Right. Agreed. So that's a it's an intense environment for sure. Mm, um yeah, speaking of intense going on. The bear, Jeremy oh. Allen White and his wife also divorced. 
what is in the water, LA? I know, but he was seen with Selena Gomez and I'm sort of obsessed with both What? I know. Oh, I ship that. I ship that. So- I ship he, that. Is, he is so hot. I've loved him ever since he played Lip on Shameless. Oh, my friend was talking about that the other night and I, okay, it's weird. And I'm sure, first of all, there was a paparazzi fit photo of him the other day working out without a shirt I saw on. that. <laughs> jacked. He is totally jacked. I could not believe that there are that many muscles in a body. <laughs> I think he's play. I think he's in a new either show or movie. It's with Zac Efron as well. And they play brothers or something. Yes. And they're supposed to be all jacked up. So yes, but yes. Love him. Oh my freaking gosh. But I also saw a meme once that said that he looks just like Willy Wonka and he really does. Oh my God. Oh, the original, Willy the original Wonka. Willy Wonka side he by does. side. He I know, does. but he's a hot Willy Wonka. For sure. He and just has okay. this edge. He has this like bad boy, dirty, grungy, gross, <sighs> lovely a cigarette. Edge. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It was, yeah. it was so uh, funny. We were watching it last week and he had this sweater on that I'm, I know they wanted it to look like it was like, you know, 30 years old and it's just been tattered and worn. I'm like, that sweater right there is probably at least $600. <laughs> it's a designer sweater and it's made like those holes were purposeful. <laughs> I love how you notice the fashion of it all. That is amazing. Oh, so gosh. funny when you think about that movie magic, movie magic, movie um, magic. Speaking of movie magic. I saw Barbie and it was everything I could have dreamed of. Was it? Yeah. I have heard only I I've been needing to go needing to go. And I've heard only that. Yep. I won't ruin. I won't spoil anything for you, but okay. I will say I was not expecting it to be so camp. It was so camp and oh. fun and there's musical breakouts and it's like it's like plasticky and bright and I, it was comical, but it was serious. I just think it was so well done to weave in meaningful messages to something that's entertaining for the entire family. Like that's hard to do. Very much. So I didn't know that there were song breaks in it. So that even excites me more. No, that's okay. That's okay. That's not, (laughs) that's not spilling the tea or anything for me. I am so excited to see it, but I have heard it's, you you know, you think of Barbie and you're like, oh, kids movie. It's not a kids movie. No, it's not a kids movie it's for it's, us. It's for us. It's definitely existential crisis girly movie. And that's, that's so yeah. fun. And I fell back in love with America Ferreira. I fell in love with her during sister of the traveling pants era, oh, but yeah. she is an amazing character in this. I watched her Ted talk afterwards. I've gone in a bit of a deep hole with America Ferreira. I love her. I love that. And this is in a roundabout way connected, but another Latina actor that I just love in her TV show is Jane the Virgin. Did you ever watch that? I did watch that. Um, what is her name? I love her. Uh, uh, I don't remember her name. We're going to look, look it up. up, but it is, it was one of my favorite shows. I think I just binged it during COVID and I loved it. It's, it's so cool. Oh, G- Gina Rodriguez. What? other things. I think that was kind of, my, and then the strike, of course, the strike, yeah. the w, WGA is going to meet with the studios tomorrow, Friday, August 4th. So fingers crossed. Good news comes from it. We can only hope you got to be paid hope. what you deserve in art. Absolutely. Oh, also one last thing before we dive into our topic is it was a new moon on the first. Oh my 
gosh, or a full moon, a full moon, blue moon, like big super moon. What were you going to say? Oh, just how gorgeous it is. Oh my gosh. It's beautiful. So for the next two weeks, it's an Aquarius moon, which is the water bearer, but it's an air sign. So M you're an air sign too, right? With Libra. So you're maybe that you're feeling the intensity of this moon even more. Who knows? I actually Um, am. Are you? Because it's supposed to be this, like you pour out what you don't want and you sip in what you do want. Like it's supposed to be the flow for the next two weeks. Let me tell you one, oh. it is gorgeous. It, it's, it doesn't look real. It looks like pick art, like, yes. pick art. but flowing in and flowing out. I feel like that is the perfect segue into our, the yes. art of not giving a fuck. I agree. Right. Because it's about what you, I agree it's about letting it go and bringing in all about it. Well, cue it up for us. I love that article you sent. Oh, thank you. I will, um, I will link it, but it is from a book called the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And it's written by Mark Manson. I believe that's correct. Um, but he pretty much just dissects how and why we give a fuck and how and why we shouldn't to be, to be a healthy individual moving forward. If you want to, you know, move forward, obviously. Um, But he said the struggle with this is that we give too much of a fuck, you know, from every little thing in uh, in our lives. We can say like this rain. Oh, shit. This rain sucks. Or, you know, my shoes don't fit or that person's not including me. Like we're giving a fuck about that when in reality we don't need to be. We're spending all of this time and energy on these little things when really we should be reserving our fucks for something that we really do care about. Totally. I loved right. that he added that kind of discrepancy in where he's like, this doesn't mean be complacent and be a fucking asshole. This no. means don't give a fuck about the shit that doesn't matter, which I thought exactly. that was a good, because when I first thought of this, I'm like, I give so much fucks about meaningful things. And I'm very thoughtful about how I present myself and what words I say to be inclusive mm-hmm. and whatever. So I'm like, I definitely give a fuck in that way, but that's what he's saying. Yeah, you, it ha- you can give a fuck in those ways. Right. You should give a fuck for the things that like have meaning to you, like deep meaning, because that's what, you know, once we do that, it kind of releases us of fear and rejection or fear of rejection or anything like that, because we're not worried about the, the, the behind the scenes of what's chirping around us. Our lives are busy with the fucks that we give. Yes. yes right. Yes. It reminds me of this one video I saw of Addison Ray, who was this TikToker who rose to fame way back when in 2020. And she was saying something where someone raised their hand, like, how did you not get embarrassed posting your video, posting dancing videos online? She's like, it's only embarrassing if you say it's embarrassing. I don't find it embarrassing. I love and I'm that. like, whoa, if you, you know, change how it, it's only matters how it matters to you. It doesn't matter what they all think. Yes. And that's so wild because that's how you and I kind of started our PS. We have no plan for the girl with no plan and PS I'm blogging. We were hesitant because we didn't know. We didn't want somebody to like say something bad about us or like, who does she think she is? So we were giving fucks out there that didn't deserve it. You know what I mean? And I thought that this was something really powerful that he said as well, that too much of our society gives a fuck because we expect it to be perfect for us. We expect it all to work out. We expect everything to just go our way all the time. 
and that's not reality. So when that does happen, like when the storm does and cancels, you know, does come and cancels the concert or whatever, like you're like, well, fuck that. When in reality, those things happen, right? Those things happen. I'd rather say, I'd rather give my fuck to somebody that steals. And this was an example of in his writing steals a buttload of money from my parents. You know, then I give a total fuck because that's wrong. And I care about the integrity of that. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And it's just like detach. It's almost like the attachment detachment thing in my eyes. It's like attaching yourself to things that matter, pouring your energy. Like you said, with the same pouring your energy into things that really give back to you in a healthy way. Exactly. It's, and what we talked about last episode with mindset shifting and God loves Sandra. My mom, love you, mom. If you're listening, we love, to Sandra. This, we love you, mama. But I, I commented, I responded to her because it's not about choosing to be happy because sometimes it's not a choice. It's choosing to lean into pour energy into give a fuck mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. happy things and things that provide for you. Right. And then it will result in happiness sometimes. And it sometimes won't. <laughs> no, it's an exercise. Like it's yes. just like, it's just like lifting a weight. You have to do it repetitively and force yourself yes. through it for it to actually stick and become, um, I think second nature. Yes. Right. Agreed. And I think, you know, and it's very important to decipher the difference between being indifferent and being different. And that was something that he really focused on. And I thought it really opened my eyes because a lot of times, and myself included, you think if you don't give a fuck, it's because you just don't care. Mm -hmm. You don't care one way or another, right? And But when you're there, it's just like, oh, okay, well then what's the point of living? But the art of not giving a fuck is that you don't care to be different you don't care to be different at all. Like this is where you stand. And this is where, you know, that is your pillar of who you are, what you want to do, what you think is right or what you think is wrong. If somebody else thinks that's different or they look, you know, they tell you like you're an idiot for thinking that way, it doesn't matter. You don't need to give a fuck about that because what you give a fuck about is that pillar that makes you different. A hundred percent. And this is a great anecdote that happened to me while I was in New York. We had this, that is relates to this. So this, we had a team get together, whatever. We're all sitting in a fucking conference room for eight hours. We did a whole personality test. I brought this up last episode. So we did like a character test. It was a 30 minute exam. Then we all came together and saw our results in one room. Oh wow! And it felt super awesome in some ways and super kind of shaming in other ways. I of course was one of three people in the entire 40 person team to be a green person, which means I'm a touchy feely nature girly that loves hearing people's stories. And I care very much about feelings and the direct opposite of me was a red who's like loud and doesn't care about kind of like feelings, but drives impact. So all this to say, I was in the room and we had this whole long day We have a lot of reds, a lot of yellows, a lot of people that like to hear themselves talk, a lot of leaders, a lot of impact-driven people. It's awesome. I'm on a media team. It's great. I'm more introverted, quiet, just like to feel my feels. At the end of the day, everyone's fucking raising their hand. Like, this is what I, this is what I learned. This is what I learned. This is what I learned. Um, And she called me out and she was like, Peyton, haven't heard from you. What did you learn? And I just was like, I had a Wednesday Adams moment. I had a different moment. I had a, I didn't give a, it wasn't that I felt indifferent. 
about the exercise. It's that 8,000 people had just raised their hand and I had nothing more to share. So I was like, I have nothing more to share. I think everyone else kind of spoke for me, but thank you. You know, thank you. And I went down my boss, my immediate boss pulled me afterwards and was like, Hey, when the leader calls you out, you know, it would be smart to, to have a response, even if it's just sort of repeating something that someone else has said. And I'm, I walk away from that conversation being like, I, I disagree. I'm okay. <laughs> if I'm the different one in the room that doesn't regurgitate exactly what someone else t- next to me said, it doesn't mean I don't give a fuck about what's happening. I do. I'm not indifferent. It's just that I don't care to be one of the sheep. That's like, look at me, look at me, look at me. Right. You know? right. And that to me is a perfect example of like being different, right. And not caring that other people are doing other things. Exactly. It doesn't mean being indifferent. You still care. No, 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 exactly. And oh, that is so wild to me that you would be pulled aside in that, you know, environment. I because, know. Oh, that's kind of icky. <laughs> well, yeah. Some people, I mean, some people do think you should give a fuck about these things, right? Like some people well, are that's like, the be thing. the same, be one in the same. Everyone else is raising their hand. You got to raise your hand. And I was like, I don't care if I'm the only one not raising my hand. If I don't have something valuable to offer, I will not speak. That is, well, I am okay with that. It, absolutely. And I'm going to look at my notes right now because this goes completely into something that it's, it's sort of how he ended the article, but it'll, it'll intertwine through everything. He said, as we get older, dumb things or opinions of others, like they just don't matter as much because, we're, and, and that's actually maturity. Like we're maturing, we're more comfortable with ourselves and what's going on and who we are. And we, we accept ourselves more than probably what we would have when we were younger, because yes. when you're younger, you want to fit in, you want to be in the masses because that's, what's cool. But as you grow up, you realize that's exhausting. And if that's what you want to do, then you're going to be, you're going to live a very tired, empty life because you are pleasing everybody but yourself. And I think it's very actually cool to see that the, the contrast in what you give a fuck for and what your boss gives a fuck for, because clearly he, he feels very strongly about participating in these conversations and like having something to say, even if you don't, you know, so from what this sounds like, he gives a huge fuck on that and he stands by it, but you, you don't. And I'm so proud of you that you stood by yours too. And you're just not like, oh shit, like, let me figure this out. Or you make something else up in the moment. Cause I mean, like in middle school or high school, you do like, I am very guilty of like making something up. Right. And you're like, oh yeah, I feel that way too. Or whatever. When in reality, it could be like, no, it's the BS of participation points that I'm like, that is so stupid. If I am a more quiet student that expresses myself through writing. Okay. Why do I have to raise my hand? You can still like, uh, anyways, it's the same sort of thing. It's like, you Mm -hmm. don't have to be the same as everyone else. I love that this message sort of follows that. I do too. I do too. And I think it's just, oh man, it's just so cool. And he, he made sure to stress that to not give a shit about adversity or struggling, you have to give a shit about something more important. And to me, what that means is something that's hard or 
inconvenient or just like a bummer that's making something difficult, like I said, maybe traffic or whatever. And it could be other things, of course. It's very different for everybody. But if you're going to give a shit for that, then that means that I I think personally that you need to reevaluate your life because you should really be giving a shit about something that's more important to you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally get what you're saying. I think this goes to what we've always said. And like what the big summary for me is the intentionality behind things. And I think that's, that's the importance of when you show up in a room, what are your intentions? And Mm -hmm. I think why we talk about with fame and people in the limelight, often you see their intentions and you're like, you could be doing the exact same thing, but your mindset and your intentions behind it and the way you show up for it are completely different. And that that's to me, I gravitate towards that intentionality and the people who give a fuck about it, because that's how they, that's their language. That's how they relate to the world. And that's why we never, we never say one is better than the other. One career path is better than the other. Like Luke is a very traditional person. My husband, he, he truly the typical success path. Oh my God, that King chooses that. That is how he relates. He is intentional. And as, as he steps in his little path, yes. that is, you know what I'm saying? That, that yes. is how he works and Inten- his intentions are pure. He gives a fuck about that. And it works for me. I don't work that way. So to do that and to try to give a fuck about those things, it doesn't work for me. That's not my intentions aren't pure then. So it's just, no. I don't know. That was my big takeaway from this is like the intentions you have behind it can help you determine what you can care about and then care about those things and prioritize those things in your day to day. So well said. So well said. As always, you're able to get the words out that are in my brain (laughs) (laughs) because it's so true. But I it's I don't know. I just really I think this topic came out as just like an idea of like, oh man, you, you know, you're thinking about something at work or throughout your day. And you're like, I don't give a fuck what somebody thinks or, or, you know, it could be anything, but then finding articles about it and diving in deeper, it ended up being very cool and a learning experience. And I, I don't know. I think it's, we can all benefit from the art of not giving a fuck. Yes. Yes. And the last thing I'll say on this is I think that's what you and I are trying to do with the PS. We have no plan in the branding and all that is like enforcing this idea in our own minds that you don't have to have a step-by-step thing like people have taught you. And you don't have to care about the little things that happen or the little things that don't happen. It's just like caring about the things that you want to care about and, and not caring what anyone else says about that. No, totally. And that you don't have to like jump on the bandwagon. Like if somebody's complaining about something and it doesn't like, and you're like, oh, I mean, that doesn't bother me. That's not a big deal. You don't have to just to to appease them say, oh, I know that sucks. Or, oh, that's such a pain in the ass. Totally. Right. And I think we feel the pressure a lot of times in conversation is maybe if they're still just acquaintances, like they're not best friends or family or whatever. I think we feel the pressure of that, but you don't have to. No, that's a very Wednesday Adams thing. Like she'd never, when Enid, her roommate is all stressed about the canoe race and she's just like, Enid, no one cares. No one cares. But that's channel your inner Wednesday and just care about your purpose, your value, what you want to get out of your life and go for it without giving a fuck about anything else. Absolutely. Absolutely.
Yay. Well, this is a fun one. We covered a lot and it was kind of long, but I'm so glad we got to dive into everything and I hope you all liked, liked this one. Yes, absolutely. So we hope that you just don't give a fuck about the things that don't bother you this week and, you know, enjoy this little episode and thank you so much, everybody. We are PS. We have no plan. Woo. All right.